Hi, this is Jeff Steele. Today we're reading John chapter 18, verses 28 through 40. Jesus' trial before Caiaphas ended in the early hours of the morning. Then he was taken to the headquarters of the Roman governor. His accusers didn't go inside because it would defile them, and they wouldn't be allowed to celebrate the Passover. So Pilate, the governor, went out to them and asked, What is your charge against this man? We wouldn't have handed him over to you if he weren't a criminal, they retorted. Then take him away and judge him by your own law, Pilate told them. Only the Romans are permitted to execute someone, the Jewish leaders replied. This fulfilled Jesus' prediction about the way he would die. Then Pilate went back into his headquarters and called for Jesus to be brought to him. Are you the king of the Jews, he asked him. Jesus replied, is that your own question or did others tell you about me? Am I a Jew, Pilate retorted. Your own people and their leading priests brought you to me for trial. Why? What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not an earthly kingdom. If it were, my followers would fight to keep me from being handed over to the Jewish leaders. But my kingdom is not of this world. Pilate asked, So you are a king? Jesus responded, You say I am a king. Actually, I was born and came into the world to testify to the truth. All who love the truth recognize that what I say is true. What is truth? Pilate asked. Then he went out again to the people and told them, He's not guilty of any crime. But you have a custom of asking me to release one prisoner each year at Passover. Would you like me to release this king of the Jews? But they shouted back, no, not this man. We want Barabbas. Barabbas was a revolutionary. Now, this is a very famous story. Pilate is the Roman authority. He represents the power of Rome. And so after Jesus' trial before the Jewish authorities, he had to stand trial before Pilate as well because the Jews wanted the death penalty, but they did not have the authority. Only Rome had that power. Judea was subject to Rome. It was a Roman province now at this point. Uh, So only Rome could really hand down the death penalty. So the other trial, the one before the high priest, couldn't get them what they really wanted. They had to go to Pilate. So that led to this interesting, and when I read it, slightly awkward moment when they realized they couldn't actually bring Jesus to Pilate because going inside the praetorium would have made them ceremonially unclean. (laughs) They would have to miss one of the biggest holy days of the entire Jewish year. So (laughs) they needed, what that means is they needed Pilate in order to do their dirty work that they couldn't do. And it's not like Pilate is really unwilling necessarily. He just doesn't see the point. This is a Jewish matter, so why are they involving the Romans? What does this have to do with Rome? Pilate can't see any trouble that Jesus is really causing here. Just as a side note, later on, the Romans are going to change their mind about that. Rome will eventually come to see that the Jesus movement is enough of a threat that they will actually try to eradicate it. And you know what? They're actually going to be right about that because when Rome eventually falls to a hundred outside pressures, do you know who's there to take their place of power? It's the church. Of course, that's not all good news. It turns out the church doesn't function really well in that place of civil power that it inherits when the Roman Empire collapses, but that is a story for another time. For now, it's really, really interesting to me that Rome... Uh, from Rome's perspective, this Jesus is just kind of a tiny speck. He's a nuisance that the people are hanging this King of the Jews label on. I mean, what does that mean anyways? It certainly doesn't hurt anything. But someday, in the not-too-distant future, that King of the Jews would mean an awful lot to Rome. And, And the powers of Rome would squirm at their discomfort because of the allegiance that their empire would devote to that King of the Jews. But for now... 
pilot is here and, and, and he's involved and he's playing along at least as much as giving the people what they want because he is a practical Roman ruler after all. So he tries to get to the bottom of the story. What's his crime? Well, we brought him to you. So he's obviously a criminal, you know, that gives you an indication it's a very fair trial. He says, are you the king of the Jews? Jesus says, is that your question? Why do you want to know? What is Jesus driving at here? I'm not going to pretend to know what he was thinking, but I'll kind of wager a guess that maybe it has something to do with the fact that Pilate doesn't really care about the answer. He really has nothing invested in this discussion of who Jesus is. He's just kind of crossing this off a list of questions, trying to get the facts of the case. Maybe he has to fill out a report later or something. And part of what makes me think that is because when Jesus tells Pilate he's there to testify the tr- to the truth, Pilate's response, what is truth? It's almost as if to say, what does truth have to do with anything? I mean, look around, Jesus. Do you think that truth matters now? You've been dragged in here by a bloodthirsty mob who are asking for your death. All around you are only people accusing you, no one defending. There's no one in your corner. What difference does truth make in a situation like this? This is going against you, and it doesn't matter how just or how unjust all of this is. This isn't about truth. This is about blood, and this is about an angry mob. So, you know, truth, let's just talk about something a little more practical, shall we? Now, maybe I'm off base here. It's hard to tell through translation over hundreds of years, uh, distant, exactly what was in each man's mind in this short and somewhat cryptic conversation. But do you know why it's easy Uh, for me to kind of go that direction with it, because that's what we do all the time. If I ask the question, who is Jesus to you? You think, well, first, why do you want to know? You know, like, why even ask that question? Are, Are you really seeking to know who he is and what that means for your life? Or are you just kind of checking off a list of questions so maybe you can file a report about it later? Maybe you're just kind of trying to pacify your parents or your spouse or, or just your own curiosity. Like, like, okay, well, Jesus is really important to these other people, so I'll check it out and I'll be supportive. But I mean, really, who is Jesus really? Can we even know? And then a discussion about Jesus always comes back around to, to this idea of truth at some point, doesn't it? But we feel like, me, you know, we're sophisticated enough in our thinking. We're evolved enough as people to talk around it, right? I mean, truth is relative, isn't it? Everybody says so, don't they? When you say truth, what do you mean by that? What is truth? And, and honestly, honestly, what difference does truth even make in my life? I mean, look at the world around you. The person who gets hurt is the person who yells the loudest, not, not the person who tells the truth. Truth almost feels irrelevant. It, it only matters what the majority thinks. The only thing we can really count on is safety in numbers and the approval of the people we want approval from. Truth is a great idea, I guess, in theory, but what difference can it actually make if no one else accepts it as truth? So Jesus would die at the hands of a Roman authority who cared very little. And it would be at the request of an angry mob who was more inflamed by anger and tradition than anything. The truth about who Jesus was mattered very little to either of them. But did that mean that Jesus didn't actually matter? No. 
Of course not, not by a long shot, because we know what's coming in the rest of the story, right? The truth is that Jesus couldn't be contained in a grave. He couldn't be snuffed out by an angry mob, and his teachings and his movement would never be contained or eradicated by even the full weight of the most powerful empire the world had ever seen. And do you know why? Because whether you recognize Jesus for who he is or not, whether you truly want to find that truth or not, whether it looks to you like Jesus or the truth will do any good in your circumstances or not, it matters. It matters. Pilate missed it. The Jewish leaders missed it. You don't have to miss it. It starts by accepting that Jesus is the truth he claims to be, that he is the son of God who died for our sins, and that because of him, we can live confident that we are also children of God, adopted into his family. And that's a status that can never be taken away from us, no matter what the world around us thinks about who Jesus is or what they believe about us. And then even when it doesn't look like it's true because we're in our darkest days or we're in our deepest depression or, or we're in the midst of our fiercest opposition— we live believing it is true. We live that way because it is and because it matters. Let's pray. God, would you uh, help us to live under the full weight of your truth? Um, help us to live our lives, live today, uh, knowing, confidently knowing that you matter, truth matters, and, and our lives following you matter. Even if all evidence is to the contrary, God, we live believing and knowing that it is true because, because we know that you are true. So, God, give us confidence, give us courage today to live um, lives demonstrating our faith that you are who you say you are and you'll do what you say you'll do. God, give us the kind of confidence that the world does not have because it does not know you. Help us to follow you today in your name. Amen. Have a great day.